This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. America's core consumer price index, a measure of inflation excluding food and energy costs, rose by just 0.2% in November, its second straight month at a subdued level. On Wednesday, the Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates by just 0.5 percentage points, after four consecutive rises of 0.75 percentage points. Markets in Europe and America rose on the inflation news. Federal prosecutors in New York charged Sam Bankman-Fried, the former boss of FTX, with eight crimes, including wire fraud and money laundering. Those add to civil charges by America's Securities and Exchange Commission that Mr. Bankman-Fried defrauded investors. Mr. Bankman-Fried was arrested on Monday in the Bahamas, where the crypto exchange was based, at the request of American prosecutors. China withdrew its state-mandated itinerary code app that tracked people traveling to areas with high rates of COVID-19. It is the latest sign that the authorities are loosening draconian lockdown restrictions after protests erupted against them two weeks ago. The app's removal comes ahead of Chinese New Year holidays next month when millions travel across the country to be with their families. Members of the European Parliament voted to strip Eva Kaili of her role as one of the body's 14 vice-presidents. The Greek MEP has been engulfed in an alleged bribery scandal involving World Cup hosts Qatar. Greek authorities have frozen assets belonging to her and her family, and she has also been expelled from her political party in Greece. She and Qatar deny any wrongdoing. The largest strikes in Britain for a decade caused the loss of 417,000 working hours during October, according to the Office of National Statistics. Around 1 million hours are expected to be lost in December as rail workers, postal workers, nurses, and teachers demand better pay and conditions. Inflation and soaring energy costs have created a cost-of-living crisis in the country. Ghana reached an agreement for a $3 billion bailout with the IMF, pending approval from the latter's board. The country's SETI was the world's worst-performing currency this year, and its government debt is projected to exceed the size of its economy. This is the 17th time Ghana has been forced to ask for help from the IMF. Elon Musk disbanded Twitter's Trust and Safety Council an independent panel comprising around 100 civil society groups that advised the social media firm about handling hate speech, sexual harassment of children, and other thorny matters. Last week, three members of the council resigned, complaining that since Mr. Musk took over the company in October, the safety and well-being of Twitter's users has been on the decline. And fact of the day. 70%. The share of electricity generation in France produced by nuclear reactors, the highest in the world. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. The Fed downshifts to a slower rate rise. 
Wednesday will probably mark the start of a new phase in the Federal Reserve's battle against inflation. After four consecutive interest rate increases of 0.75 percentage points, America's central bank is likely to opt for half a point at its December meeting. In part, that will reflect the Fed's confidence that inflation is easing. Data released on Tuesday showed the core consumer price index rose by just 0.2% in November. But there are two crucial caveats. First, it takes a long time for rate changes to filter through the economy. The combined impact of the past year's tightening will only show up next year. The risk of a recession will grow even as rate increases get smaller. Second, the Fed has been at pains to insist that it will keep rates elevated for as long as it needed to bring inflation to heel. A slowdown in rate increases does not equate to an easing of monetary policy. A Crackdown in Bangladesh On Wednesday, Bangladesh will mark the anniversary of the murder by a militia controlled by the Pakistani army of intellectuals just before the end of the War of Independence in 1971. The shadow of that conflict looms large in Bangladesh. The Prime Minister, Sheikh Hasina Wajed, whose party, the Awami League, led the independence struggle, faces demands from the opposition for her resignation. She in turn accuses the opposition Bangladesh National Party of favoring Pakistan and rejecting secularism. The real issues, claims the BNP, are the poor state of the economy and Sheikh Hasina's authoritarian tendencies. In recent weeks, the party has been holding massive protests, capitalizing on public anger about slowing economic growth and surging inflation. It regards the conviction and jailing on corruption charges of its leader, Khaled Azia, a former prime minister, as political persecution. The government has cracked down hard on the protests. Several thousand BNP activists have been arrested, many on charges of inciting violence. Elections are not due until January 2024. There is no sign that tensions will ease before then. Better News for Germany's Economy On Wednesday, the IFO Institute, a think tank in Munich, will publish its quarterly economic forecast for Germany. It is likely to be less gloomy than the last one, published in September. The morale of German business was better than expected in November, according to a separate survey conducted by IFO. Firms are heartened by signs that an impeding recession may be less severe than earlier forecasts. Germany has filled all of its storage facilities for natural gas, even though no Russian gas has arrived since September easing panic about soaring energy costs. And the economy grew, rather unexpectedly, by 0.4% in the third quarter. The rate of inflation may have already peaked, which should mean that, after a steep fall, households' real incomes can rise again. Germany's politicians will hope that increased consumer spending will provide the motor of recovery in the second half of next year but they cannot be complacent. Energy shortages and high prices could return next winter. 
Travel operators hope for a happier 2023. As Europe shivers through a cold snap, travel operators will hope that winter-weary consumers book big plans for next summer. After three years of pandemic restrictions and labor shortages, the industry is trying to return to normal. An early test of progress comes on Wednesday, when TUI, a German travel operator, reports its latest results. Investors expect the past quarter's sales to be back to pre-pandemic levels and for the company to turn its first profit for the first time since then. TUI says it is optimistic about the year ahead, noting that early bookings for next summer are up on last year. But high inflation and rising interest rates mean less spending money and could yet stem the flow of bookings. And a group of more than 500 British holidaymakers are suing the company after an outbreak of gastric illness spoiled their summer getaways this year. Uncertainty still clouds the skies. One Step Closer to Controlled Fusion Power America's Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, announced on Tuesday that the country's National Ignition Facility, NIF, had lived up to the I in its name by achieving ignition. The stuff ignited was some pellets of a frozen mixture of deuterium and tritium, isotopes of hydrogen. Ignition means that NIF, which creates fusion in such pellets by bombarding them simultaneously with 192 laser beams, had started a reaction which released more energy than was put into the pellet by the beams. Miss Granholm made a great fuss about that, but the huge amount of energy required to generate the beams in the first place, which did not form part of the headline calculation, means this approach is not even close to yielding a route to civil fusion power. Since NIF's main job is military, the understanding of hydrogen bombs, that does not directly matter. But if civil fusion does come about, it is unlikely to be done in this way. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home, city, and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Wednesday. What is the name of Mary Poppins' chimney sweep friend, famously played by Dick Van Dyke in the original movie? Tuesday. Which Boston Celtics basketball legend won the NBA Most Valuable Player Award in 1984 1985, and 1986. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Walter Lippmann, who died on this day in 1974. Where all think alike, no one thinks very much. That's The World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. 
and subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening. Listening.